0: Hello, I'm Izzy Wells and welcome to hot stuff where we discuss current hot topics that we think deserve your attention from social issues to popular culture, we'll be keeping you up to date on relevant and unique time related content every Tuesday. So today's guest on Hot Stuff is the founder and president of the Taiwan Digital Diplomacy Association, Guo. In this episode, we'll be discussing the efforts that TDDA has been making to increase Taiwan's exposure and how significant digital diplomacy is for Taiwan moving forward. Welcome to your Hot Staff, Jiao. Hi, hi, thank you for having
1: me here. <laughs> so
0: first of all, could you explain to our listeners what digital diplomacy actually is?
1: Actually, digital diplomacy has different definitions in different countries. And uh, because we are the first association who talk about digital diplomacy in Taiwan, so uh, based on our definition for digital diplomacy, we think it's to, to do some... Uh, Self power diplomacy through social media or international media, and mm. to fulfill um, the capacity or to make more global network for Taiwan.
0: And what are the mission and goals of Taiwan Digital Diplomacy Association specifically, and, and what inspired you to establish it? Uh,
1: because before I established this association, uh, I was actually doing nonprofit works in Europe, mm. and uh, uh, most of the time, I'm in charge of social media or uh, media communication so uh, i just realized that like communicating with media or social media audience in different countries are not so difficult Mm. Um, but usually in taiwan we only communicate with our like domestic audience so I think uh, maybe my skills can help Taiwan to get more exposures in the international world so I came back and then I established this association
0: mm. nice and now how big is your team <laughs> we,
1: we used to have 23 people wow. but now we only have four full-time job uh, mm. people and uh, uh, and three part-time people so we are a small organization now because we focus more like social media communication like in, instead of offline events mm-hmm. compared with before
0: was that due to covid and things or uh
1: yeah but, but actually during the covid, <laughs> COVID <laughs> the pandemic we uh we host more offline events Okay. Yuzhou, nice. because taiwan was okay to have this kind of offline events so it was very easy for for us to get the attention of international media because we host event we host A lot of whole offline events with foreign communities here. So, um, like, compared with the pandemic Mm -hmm. time, we have less offline events now.
0: Mm -hmm. And how has digital technology? played a role in in shaping diplomatic efforts in the context of Taiwan?
1: Uh, I think Taiwan is an interesting concept uh, regarding politics Mm. um, or regional uh, politics. I think social media or digital tools, we are trying to find the common interest between Taiwan and other countries. And also we are looking for partners who consider themselves in the same communities with us because internet has no border, and uh, we usually use the concept of community, which means uh, people who share the same interests or same value with you. We are looking for partners or friends who share this, uh, the common values with us on internet. So building the sense of uh, being in the same community is important for for us to do digital diplomacy. We don't really emphasize that, okay, we are from Taiwan, but we, uh, we will emphasize more like what... The <laughs> we are working on or what we want to share with the world so compared with traditional diplomacy maybe digital diplomacy has more flexibility
0: so would you say that's one of the unique selling points as such about about (laughs) digital diplomacy as opposed to other forms
1: yeah yeah it is more flexible than government and usually we don't need a lot of calls to do it we we Mm -hmm. can do it in a very efficient way and reach reach out a larger audience
0: are there other organizations in taiwan doing similar things yeah
1: i believe there are uh, many organizations in taiwan they are doing international works uh just our organization focus more uh, promoting the values of taiwan partnerships so we can go with different kinds of topics for example mm-hmm. we have some medical diplomacy projects or we have some cultural events and we even host football games before wow so, that's fun <laughs> yeah so, so usually we don't really we, we don't really focus on just one topic we are a bit like PR team like we are mm-hmm. helping Taiwanese government sectors or non-profit organizations to uh, reach out to the world.
0: And you said you had a background well you had before experience um, in Europe doing like social media and stuff and working with NGOs but how did you kind of form that path to setting up this this like your own association and digital diplomacy specifically
1: oh i i I got this idea in kosovo actually uh because i was i I was working in hungary and greece but the topic are mostly about refugees or some vulnerable groups Mm. when i look back to taiwan i think maybe i have to experience it first I have to do do an experiment first, then I know if digital diplomacy can work on um, Taiwan, can apply to Taiwan situation. So I traveled to Kosovo in 2017, Mm. and uh, I kind of use social media to, um, I, I make a local, Uh, fan page there Mm -hmm. in Albanian, and uh, I tried to reach out to the local governments and also to promote like digital development or cooperation between Taiwan and Kosovo to see if it is acceptable for the local audience and it it kind of worked out so I think maybe okay um, digital diplomacy or social media is really a tool for for Taiwan to reach out to my um, like foreign audience, even I'm just I'm just an individual. Mm. I, I don't represent any government sectors. I just went there and I opened a fan page. I host some offline event exhibition. Then uh, the local government and local people they start to have some positive image about Taiwan and came to me and asked about uh, how they can start the cooperation or further cooperation with Taiwan. So uh, that's how I started all this uh, digital diplomacy yeah, work. Yeah,
0: amazing. And yeah. it's so true, like there are some downsides to social media and, and kind of having online presence, but there's also a lot of powerful change that can be made through through social media. So it's definitely yeah. an exciting, space and um taiwan's status on the international stage is a sensitive topic one can say how does your organization navigate the complexities of these diplomatic relations
1: for diplomatic relation i think you know taiwan we don't have uh, diplomatic ties with most of the country in the world. Yes. (laughs) But it doesn't mean we cannot interact with them. It Mm. means we have to work harder to build network or alternative channels uh, to Mm. communicate with with them. So I I see because we are a non-profit organization, so uh, what we are trying to do is to build more channels for Taiwan civil society or sometimes Taiwanese government to have the channel to communicate with foreign government or foreign non-profit organization audience. So between like during the process, we don't really emphasize the political part. Mm-hmm. We emphasize more on what we can work together, and uh, we are trying to find out what are the Popular topics in local society. So, in our past experience, we are very welcome and we are uh, very easy to be accepted by local audience because we are a non-profit organization. They don't ask about. Uh, they don't ask too much about political part. <laughs> yeah, so, so I think it's the benefit or the strength of uh, from our side. I know, I know, for mm-hmm. Taiwanese government it would be more difficult to to reach out. Right. But Um, Yeah, but they have more resources. We have our resources, so uh, we try to compensate like uh, each other's.
0: Mm. Yeah. So in some ways, it's actually a great way to get around those those kind of uh, sensitive sensitive areas that the government can't do. You guys can basically. Yeah, yeah. We we can do nothing. We (laughs) can do no harm. We just yeah. Yeah. And let's talk some about some of the projects that TDDA do. Yeah. So uh, last month in October, your NGO published a Ukraine cybersecurity civil action guidebook. Yeah. Could you share with us what this project was about and how it came about?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, this guidebook is more like uh, we, we want to strengthen Taiwan's civil resilience mm-hmm. because most of the discussion about potential risk of war uh, now is focused on disinformation or something more physical like how to like how to do medical aid or how to plan your escape plan <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so so the discussion now, I I think there is a big part is ignored, like um, how to do uh, cyber defense Mm -hmm. Like not only by recognizing disinformation but how to form content to fight back uh, not only disinformation but maybe uh, propagandas or uh, sometimes the information during a war time will be very chaotic so how to use information design or how to mobile people on internet to do something is something we want to share with Taiwanese audience, like we see in the Ukraine-Russia war, that there are many Ukrainian citizens. They they mobile a lot of people to build websites or applications to to make the functions, like uh, the society's social function is still working during the war times. For example, they will build a website for helping refugees to translate their documents who are trying to go abroad, or they will build a website to... Uh, matching refugees with car or without cars. And they, they can uh, share the transportation together. Or there are also some websites in Ukraine. They have some campaign. They are trying to collect people's stories and they will remade it or interpret it and then they spread it to the international world. So uh, you can see that the civil actions in Ukraine is very structural and very spontaneously. We published this guidebook because we want to give Taiwanese people some ideas or some inspiration that even you are not in the front line of the world, maybe you can still do something for your country or you can still try to contribute your digital skills to to help each other so that's why we published this guidebook last month
0: so this guidebook is for the Taiwanese audience to yeah. kind of like learn from how Ukrainians have dealt with the misinformation during the Russian Ukraine war.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Misinformation, propaganda or how to survive during the war mm. time by using Internet. So uh, I think I think this is quite interesting, even is based on the very painful experience of Ukrainian people. Just I think there are so many things like for us to learn. So uh, we are trying to try, trying to provide information for a Taiwanese audience. Mm.
0: And have there been any other initiatives or projects that you felt were particularly successful over the years in terms of making a significant impact in Taiwan's global standing or relations with other nations?
1: I think um, how we measure our success usually is based on how many people reach out on internet. For example, in the past, three years like three years ago we had a campaign It's called milk tea alliance hmm. uh, taiwan and india milk tea alliance and uh, we published a meme like a funny yeah a funny yeah. political comics <laughs> cartoon that's <laughs> great yeah uh, and we put our president Tsai Ing-wen and uh, india prime minister modi we put them on the same pictures and ch- with each other with milk tea so I, I think that's a, a fun picture so it was shared by thousands of Indian people, and they say they're talking about oh, maybe they should rethink about the relation between Taiwan and India. So, so um, this is the approach of us to try to initiate some discussion by a uh, funny mm-hmm. way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you touched on it slightly just then about how you guys measure your success of, yeah. of your initiatives. Would you share a bit more about that? Like, is there um other specific indicators and stuff mm-hmm. to test oh. that?
1: We we just use like, like how many international media we would get Taiwan on or mm. how many uh, likes or reach out we had on social media. Uh, for example, before before Taiwan breaks the diplomatic ties with uh, Honduras, actually Honduras broke it. So, <laughs> so um, we try to uh, we, we try to publish as many as many as possible like positive. Reports about Taiwan in Honduras, mm-hmm. uh, we had published, I guess, around ninety ninety reports about Taiwan in Honduras l- last year, and trying to influence or to to change like change the public opinions. But unfortunately, it still um it still doesn't work. Just um it's a part of like it's a part of our process. Like we are trying to find out different methods to uh, to help Taiwan to stay in the public discussions of other countries.
0: Mm. I guess because you guys do have a name as well in terms of wanting to better those relations and improve Taiwan's standing. Do people ever say that you're biased in that sense or do you ever have oh. to worry about that? Mm, I
1: don't really worry about it because <laughs> <laughs> the, the information we use is public and um, because we are trying to make... Um, for example, political cartoon, like mm. everyone can express their opinions in political cartoons. Yeah. So there is no problem. And Internet is an open open society, so uh, everyone can choose the community they like to join. So, uh, yeah, we, we are trying to attract audience who share the same value or interest with us. So uh, we, we, we don't do, we, we, we are not so strict about the how we can represent Taiwan because we just represent uh, one side of Taiwan. Mm-hmm.
0: and you've spoken again about social media and how key that is in digital diplomacy how does one successfully utilize social media because there's also it's a whole minefield mm-hmm. um yeah how, how do you guys kind of tackle that just you utilizing social media oh, in you your strategies
1: we actually has opened a, a lot of pages in different languages mm-hmm. in different countries. Uh, it depends on what kind of topic that Taiwanese organization want to promote in what country. So we find that uh, actually social media is a very low cost tool to reach out to the foreign mm-hmm. audience. For example, uh, I have published a, a video in Kosovo and uh, uh, we have reached out around 30,000 audience on the social media on Facebook and the total population of Kosovo it's 2 million and we reach out 30,000 of Kosovo people so wow. so it's a very uh it's a very inspiring experience for me that if you try to communicate with foreign audience maybe uh social media is uh, is a is a good tool and also like um, social media is also a place for people to express their opinion so Mm. you can discuss with foreign audience like for example there was a time when uh, solomon broke diplomatic ties with taiwan and we tried to send a message to uh, solomon fan page and Invite them to post it on their fan page. They which they did, and they, in in that message, it says Taiwan and Solomon will still be friends. I mean, even our government broke diplomatic ties. Like people to people can still be friends, and mm-hmm. a lot of Solomon people like the page, uh, like the post, and uh, they start to leave comments about how they how they see Taiwan, and they don't want to break the diplomatic ties. Blah blah, and then we direct some. Taiwanese audience to that post and people start to have communication. Mm. Uh, even Taiwanese or Solomon people, well, we don't travel to each other's <laughs> country that often, but we can we can talk on social media. It's, yeah. uh, it's amazing.
0: It's great for starting conversations. Yeah, yeah. Are there platforms that you use more than other platforms until when it comes to social media? Mm. Are you guys off, you can't use TikTok? Uh, What's your stance on TikTok? We
1: haven't, we haven't started TikTok yet. <laughs> we, mostly we use Twitter uh, mm. X, um, and Facebook
0: kind of facebook yeah, yeah sometimes
1: instagram but uh we haven't because tiktok it i, I think it will come to a lot of time to to make the short video right yeah, yeah. so we haven't we haven't did anything on because yeah,
0: and but also a lot of organizations aren't allowed well it's advised not to be on tiktok in terms of privacy concerns yeah yeah would would you was that something you'd be concerned about or yeah
1: it's also one point (laughs) like tiktok we don't know how or where the video will go so we we just like we were we focus more on maintaining the platform we have now
0: i'm interested about whether tiktok the the whole debate around that whether it's slightly over hyped or over emphasized like in terms of how worried you should be about your privacy concerns yeah, on yeah. that platform.
1: Yeah, TikTok definitely is trying to affect your <laughs> perception of the world and and the the way they they present the content are uh, I, I think it's not good for the younger generation to cultivate independent thinking. So. But but I think it's a platform we need to do some more research on. Yes. Just we haven't started to produce content on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I, I have some friends who are working uh, in non-profit area as well, uh, and they are trying to put some videos on TikTok, which is amazing of them. I mean, it's good, it's good that they are trying new stuff, but they didn't see too much effect because like you still have to face that a lot of challenges or competitors on mm, TikTok, of course. Like your your if your content is too serious, it's not it would not be popular on TikTok. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I guess it's um. I follow one. She's called Cassie, and she does like news relating yeah. world news, but she's t- Taiwanese and she does like TikTok and Instagram. Yeah, it's definitely interesting because I I get the the conversation about privacy concerns and stuff, but at the same time, if there's just a load of like propaganda flood. TikTok then there also needs to be some balance yeah so um I I still think that people should try and also have put their opinions out there but everyone has that has different concerns thank you for listening to hot stuff I'm Izzy Wells And I hope you enjoyed today's interview. We'll be back with a part two next week. So stay tuned. In the meantime, do go and check out other episodes of Hot Stuff on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and our website. And do go and follow us on Instagram. Check out some of the video content we do as well on YouTube. Thank you for listening and I will see you next week. Bye.